Welcome, everyone, to Picard, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek. Your official, unofficial Star Trek Picard podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Bonjour, Pete. Bonjour, Matt. Bonjour, everyone. Here today to talk about the big Star Trek universe panel at New York Comic Con 2019. Of course, anchored by the Star Trek Picard portion of the panel. Well, now it's time to reflect on a panel that was truly engaging. Yes, there were more chairs out for this panel than I have ever seen before, breaking the record of, oh wait, a Star Trek Discovery panel from a year or two ago where there were more producers than there were cast members or so it seemed. Uh, Pete, that's because there's a ton of talent on this Picard show. I know we've heard some less than complimentary things about some of them, but they had their they had their best foots forward. Um, I know also there was a slight snafu in who came out when and things like that. So how do you want to start, Pete? You want to start with Sir Patrick himself? You want to start with some of the some of the producer brass that makes it all possible? Well, any panel that Sir Patrick Stewart is involved in warrants his consideration at the top of that and i mean that room was packed that was five thousand people on their feet when he came out heroes welcome i mean one of the great convention experiences i've witnessed Uh, and i mean my goodness pete somebody who has you know been in my living room via the tv since i was seven years old you know again as i said earlier in the podcast to be in the same room with him albeit the Hulu theater that seats 5,000 people, but to be that close and to see, to see it all, it was just a magnificent moment. Having been adopted on Twitter by Leonard Nimoy, like a lot of his followers towards the end of his life, um, I have come to feel that Patrick Stewart is my current surrogate grandfather and maybe the coolest living surrogate grandfather right now. Uh, the guy just oozes grace and class and verve. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen him through our TVs forever. Uh, you know, I was 12 years old, uh, 11 when, uh, next generation came out. I, I turned 12 that month. And, uh, you know, so integral in my experience of, of Star Trek and what I found particularly poignant in this panel was the discussion of which I'd not heard to this point. Uh, stop me if you had, Matt, that uh, he had turned the show down even after taking the meeting about the possibility of returning to the character. Um and as the story goes, they, they met at the Beverly Wilshire. Um, and then they heard back, the creatives, I should say, you know, Star Trek uh, boss right now, Alex Kurtzman and Akiva Goldsman and Michael Chabon and Kirsten Beyer, who was, uh, you know, crucial in helping to come up with the, the pitch apart from, you know, the, the state of the universe at this time really kind of left blank by where the, the film universe left off back in 2002. Um, what with her work 
through, you know, a number of Star Trek Voyager novels. Um, Patrick Stewart reached back out to them on Monday. Uh, Kurtzman was was quick to to give the day of the week, as I imagine would would stick with him. Um, and Patrick Stewart asked for a four page uh, in writing explanation. And Michael Chabon at this point, a, a Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, chimed in that they sent 35 pages over. Uh, side note, Pete, I would be concerned that if Sir Patrick asks for four, one should deliver four and not 35. But the uh, agreed, was- agreed. I think it spoke to their excitement and they got the right answer. Uh, the other thing, too, it, it seems that the dog element was in the pitch and then it became a, a, a cause celebre uh, in that Patrick Stewart is very passionate about the rescue of uh, pit bulls. And what do you know, they were able to make that work with number one. We've heard concerns about some of the writer producers now in orbit for Star Trek. What I know is this, you look at that panel uh, you had Hanalee Culpepper, who directed the first two, no, three episodes. She, you know, this ascendant talent. You had Kirsten Beyer, the novelist turned, you know, kind of maybe not literally day one, but somebody who was at the inception of Discovery from a very early point. Uh, now at the inception of this show, uh, clearly a key force in that. In, in a small writer's room, uh, I don't mean you know, geographically small, there was not a ton of people. This is not lost season two with 38 people contributing. I think it was five or six people. She was one of them. You have Akiva Goldsman, who you can always take the low blow. Batman wrote Batman and Robin, uh, has an Oscar for a beautiful mind. Uh, Chabon new to TV has a Pulitzer prize, acclaimed novelist, uh, you know, Heather Caden, uh, and Alex Kurtzman there up as well. And then you have Patrick Stewart in the middle, talking of his his cast and then i have the pessimist in my head going you know it's mature patrick stewart quick get as many hot people 35 and under and minimum three under 30s um and they all need to be like super cute or super buff or cute and buff um <laughs> they don't none of them can have a hair out of place and Damn it, forever, whoever we're getting to be a Vulcan, they better wax the ever-loving God out of their forehead to make it just look beautiful. <laughs> um, you know, that's the pessimist. But then you hear Patrick Stewart say, the love that has developed amongst myself and these actors, it is a beautiful thing. And you go, well, if Sir Patrick says it, then my pessimism of, hey, let's get the old guys and like hot babes to run around with on this show and like some muscle guy who's, you know, gonna not, he's gonna have a scraggly beard, so he's not gonna be that handsome to take away from Sexiest Man Alive, People Magazine, circa late 90s, Patrick Stewart. You know, all the pessimism goes out the window when Sir Patrick Stewart says it. Yeah. And let's be honest, this, this is his vehicle. Uh, it will be what he wants it to be, it'll run as long as he wants it to run. Um, but they positioned themselves well in terms of doing it. And then Matt, the, the buzz phrase being legacy characters 
We'd seen data is returning with Brent Spiner earlier. We saw that uh, Jerry Ryan is seven of nine, a character that's never interacted on screen with Picard before. We'll be returning. Okay, Hugh coming back, low these many years. And the, the cameos were announced, but to finally see Will Riker and Deanna Troy back in Star Trek uh, after as long an absence as Jean-Luc Picard just threw that trailer over the top. And Pete, how the song has changed. I refer you to Marina Sirtis uh, a year ago, September 2018, talking about the new Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Discovery. I've never watched it. I'm going to explain why I don't watch Discovery before they hate me. We were on the best Star Trek show if CBS thinks I'm going to pay to watch Star Trek, they are demented. Um, I actually think that Star Trek got it right in our show and in the original show because the shows were about something. They weren't just entertainment. Uh, they were little morality plays, and that's what Star Trek lost after we were done, and it ought to go back to that. Or, Pete, CBS could pay her to play <laughs> Counselor Troy again. And Sounds guess what? like... Somebody who hadn't watched Discovery yet because morality plays, topical, uh, everything in line with every previous incarnation of Trek. These not discoveriers who are going to suddenly be drawn like uh, moths to the flame for Picard. Um you know, those who couldn't get into the Picard panel because nobody left from the Discovery uh, portion of the Star Trek universe panel, uh, they're going to be made to eat their words if they haven't already dined on them. Well, and that's where I think, you know, again, there's the pessimistic view of, hey, they're making this show because Discovery is not doing the right numbers. So they're circling back to familiar stuff. Look, the way Kurtzman described it, and look, he's a storyteller. Could he be telling a story like the Netflix guy who came up with the fake story of, I returned my movie late and had to pay more. What if we didn't do that with DVDs? Uh, you know, fine. Sometimes you create your own origin story. But the idea of, hey, what if we did a Picard short trek just to check in with him? Hey, what if there was more to it? That's what I want to believe. And to be fair, that's kind of what we had heard through back channels that there was like, hey, we're interested in doing this show and people are getting Kirsten Beyer on board and she's got a really great original idea and we're going to work it and work it and work it. Um, I don't think that they're making this show because they've done market research and it's clear that you can increase subscriptions 22% by getting, you know, uh, next generation the next generation show i think it's like hey we've heard people are interested in this and we also once we get this star trek universe thing underway we want to do all sorts of things and we want to be able to obviously jump around with a whole bunch of different stuff with discovery but we want to do animated kind of family friendly stuff we're going to do that we want to do something that's a bit more familiar, but kind of updated next generation, focusing on one character. Oh, okay, that's that's in our wheelhouse. That will be successful. That's going to be worth spending a ton of money, ton of taxpayer money in California to film it there with incentives and all that. 
there feels to be a heart to this that is more than, you know, more than the worst of Star Trek in the 90s. Hey, let's do a, I don't know, pick your most obscure character. Let's do Riker in uh ninja plastic outfit in which he fights his dad. Let's do a limited run of only a thousand of those action figures because you know what? It'll sell out. And and the, and and those dumb Star Trek jerks, they'll buy it up. Like, I don't think that's what's driving. Pardon me, Sir Patrick. Can we take a meeting? We were really excited about this idea. Yeah, I do not buy the the short track. Um if if anything, the idea of, you know, Star Trek short films that was floated in the early discussion, maybe they had some idea, okay, we'll do one 90-minute, what what was Picard up to afterward, and, and um, you know, Stewart would star in that. I think some kind of plan along that lines morphed into a 10-episode TV show. Bottom line, I mean, enthusiastic response for what we saw of the show. Didn't hear a ton from the cast members. These these panels that we go to, Pete, it's increasingly, you know, secrecy and preserving spoilers is the name of the game, which I get, particularly for these shows where it's like, how does Seven of Nine fit into it? How does Hugh the Borg fit into it? These are all questions driving our interest in the show. So, of course, they're not going to be like, and let's bring out Jerry Ryan, who is fantastic in episode four when she shows up on planet Ultron 4. You know, like, of course, they didn't bring out those legacy characters because they're probably, A, in it less than we think, less than maybe our hearts want. We want, you know, Riker and Picard playing, and, and Troy playing uh, playing poker, right? That's what, we, that's what we think we want. And instead, they're saying... No, we're doing the new adventures of Captain Kirk, who has some old friends who come along. Um, by the way, Pete, I will mention uh, something I told you that uh, you had not heard of. Um, CBS took the really rare opportunity uh, after people had figured out that the the last day of shooting up a card, a whole bunch of people had signed the slate, you know, the action kind of thing, and. Um, they were looking at all the signatures on there, and they saw Michael Dorn's signature. Oh, Worf is in it. And CBS took what I thought was the extraordinary step to say a bunch of family and friends, Star Trek and otherwise, were there. Michael Dorn was there that day to help celebrate. Worf is not in the show. Um, I think Until he is. What's that? Until he is. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I feel like if you want speculation to simmer, you don't say anything. If you want to say, guys, we're not setting up Captain Worf. There is no Worf. Michael came by to hang out and give hugs and see see everybody. Um, you know, uh, expect that. Don't expect, you know, don't expect Worf. Um, I, I just mentioned that for people who hadn't heard of it because I felt like the story kind of came and went quickly. Yeah, I was completely unaware of that, and I don't know that I 100% trust that. Could they be throwing you a stinger? This was not conceived as a as a one-off season, and uh, you know, suddenly Jean-Luc having tied up this story at the end of the first season needs to 
get to Kronos to his old friend uh, and and advise Worf for season two. Hey, in a, in a perfect world, uh, in a perfect universe, Matt, maybe it comes to pass. Um, but back to Riker and Troy uh, introduced really well in the trailer, uh, introduced by a daughter, Matt, can we speculate what the daughter's name might be? Pete, it will be a missed opportunity if the name is not a nickname like uh, Luoxi or Anna, of course, named for Luoxana Troy. I think that is one really great option. I think you have another. I'd like to see, you know, riffing off yours, which I think is a is a better more clever use i'd go with the low-hanging uh majel maybe even like her nickname is Maj, and then we find out oh it's majel oh that is a pretty name i think i think i like majel even more and i'll tell you why it's it's an in-universe joke if she's named after her grandmother. I, 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 and I mean, I mean, joke for us, the audience. It's something that happens in the real world, right? Where there's these family names. I think you know that pretty well, Pete. Um, it's more special, I think. It's a love letter. It's a love note to the audience if the characters have chosen a name that they've thought connected well for their daughter, but for us is the grand dame of Star Trek. To me, that's there'll be a tear in my eye if it's Majel. <laughs> there will be a, a chuckle of happy, bittersweet joy if it's some variant of Luoxana. And we know that that cameo, those cameos occur later in the run of uh, the series. But uh, the, the big news out of this was obviously the release date of Thursday, January 3rd. Uh, 23rd 2020 so circle your calendars everything leading up to that and uh, so so excited to be able to watch that to podcast it to have this Matt after these many years thinking we'd never get Jean-Luc we'd never get Data we'd never get Riker and Troy we'd never get Seven we'd never get Hugh back and I think the number one thing to look out for, uh, which frankly ties back to my really, really intelligent question, and hopefully it was worded in a way, as opposed to me saying, oh my goodness, it's all these Star Trek people. You know, what's that intermix formula you're going to have, as you said, Seven and Hugh and Data and Riker and Troy um, and who knows who else and what other nods and this and that, the other. Um, how much is about them? And how much is about the next generation of the Picard story? What, you know, are we going to walk away saying, oh man, the best parts were the people that you introduced to me in 1987? Or the best part's going to be, oh my goodness, you know, I don't even know all the character names yet, you know, but she's a fantastic doctor. He's such a great romulan ninja guy etc etc i want to know more about him you tell me when the audiobook comes for the michelle heard character i want to hear her story hanging out in not vasquez rocks i want to i want that <laughs> i want that audiobook as read by michelle heard with sound effects brought to you by simon and schuster you know like i want to get excited about that stuff um as much as you know hey it's 
Will Riker, who's been a part of my entertainment life since I was seven years old and who I got to see at a convention once as he was on his way out. And I said, thanks for everything. And he might have thought I meant thanks for a great convention. Instead, I meant thanks for enriching my life for seven seasons and four movies um, and, and setting up a certain style of manhood that's both old school manly, but also not, you know somebody who who takes his own sense of masculinity too far etc etc so we'll see what that mix is but boy am i excited about this show and i know why it's coming before discovery so that people can get done with it and go all right well i got a few more weeks on the subscription hey there's 23 episodes of that other show on or whatever it is i guess it's more than that right it was 13 and uh 15 15 and 14. 15 and 14. Oh, Pete, something I didn't mention in the Discovery podcast. We'll just mention it here. I saw right before we started podcasting, um, the official episode count is 13 plus if needed. That's for Discovery. Huh. So, hey, you know, if you're listening to this on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, hey, you get it all in one sitting. If you're listening to this just on the Picard feed, maybe haven't checked out Discovery. I don't know. But lots more discovery coming, and it's all about that back catalog. Tons of new Star Trek. These are the exciting times. These are the exciting promises. Pete, I know X number of years ago, people were complaining about, what, caught on a station? What, there's going to be one of those boring trill people that, what, tried to, to make kissy face with Dr. Crusher? They got slugs and such. This is a dumb idea. Oh, Chief O'Brien, I guess he's okay, you know. This is the this is the great new age of Star Trek that we're that we're counting down to with the short tracks and certainly with Picard hitting January 23rd. And so so fortunate to be able to talk about it with you all. Pete, it's a handful of months until Star Trek Picard returns until Jean-Luc Picard is back on our television screens. How can people be in touch with you to share their anticipation, to share their joy that Picard and legacy characters and new characters will be telling new adventures in the future? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 10,676 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But we Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word, with the P-H, like it, today. Probably the next time we will be talking Picard, maybe aside from some show news, will be in January, as uh, there's the first Star Trek short trek that ties into Picard. Of course, all our Discovery coverage over on the discovery a star trek podcast by fantastic geek feed as well as our pop culture podcast feed but pete who knows maybe it'll be fantastic news tomorrow to share about picard i know i'm super excited for this show i know you are too but it's time to say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word talk to you soon Mm -hmm.